0: So they fight, a lot, and Clark- Anya almost kills Clark, but then Clark pokes her in the armhole. <laughs> <laughs> Not the armhole. It sounds weird, but that's what happens. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our The 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey, I'm a 27-year-old actor and artist. I like rooting antiheroes, feminist agendas, and I remember way too many details that no one else cares about. You'll follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, pretty much everywhere, and our fun fact for this episode is, what's your favorite noble gas? (laughs) If you haven't seen the episode in a while, you're confused as to why that (laughs) that is the fun fact, but you'll find out. Um, I'm going to give a big old shout out to Neon. Neon, always be looking cool. Honestly, excellent choice. Excellent choice. Thanks. And my name is Samantha Coley. I'm a 30-year-old news editor (laughs) at Collider i like over 40s otps and making playlists i'm on twitter at sam casey's where you can find me yelling about television and fangirling middle-aged actresses and i'm gonna go with xenon just because it sounds like it's from space you guys don't worry we did look these up ahead of time we don't just know (laughs) the noble gases (laughs) yeah we're not that smart (laughs) you're like i'm gonna go with it's off the top of my head (laughs) well i'm Robin sent me the list and she was like, I know you're going to pick neon. And then she was like, can I have neon? And I was like, yeah, sure. I was like, if she, and then you were like, well, here are some other options. And I was like, well, dang, if you're not going to take neon, I will. So Xenon and Krypton also sound like they're from space because of obvious reasons. Um, Xenon girl oh. of the 21st century and Kryptonite. Yeah. So for that reason, I picked them. I don't know what they do in reality and I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I mean, if someone does know off the top of your head, not Let Googling it, because I could Google it. I could do it. I can yeah. do that right now. But if you mm-hmm. want to tell me because you know, then I would love to hear it. At Hank Green. What <laughs> do. So today we have words to say about episode 204 of The 100, many happy returns. Indeed. This episode will contain spoilers for all seven seasons of The 100. Can you tell I haven't done Maybe. this in two months? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And maybe it'll contain spoilers. I don't think I have any notes about that, but just in case, Uh gotta go put that there. I complained a little about season three, but. <laughs> right, well. Yeah. It'll contain spoilers. So, Many Happy Returns is an old-fashioned, phrase used for wishing somebody a happy birthday. Oh. And basically expressing the hope that they will live to celebrate many more birthdays. Mm -hmm. Whose birthday is it? I don't know. There's a balloon. (laughs) Well, it's not a... I was like, is it just many happy returns because Clark is coming back to Camp Jaha? Like, that's the only thing I could think of. It's Clark coming back to Camp Jaha. It's Jaha coming to Earth. Mm, Sure. Bellamy and Octavia reunite. Mm -hmm. And then Raven gets Back to work, I guess. I guess I'm just like I'm like. Listen, yeah, sure. Happy returns, but many. <laughs> I don't know. I I guess. Great. I'm very excited to talk about this episode. Um, I love it. Uh, I enjoyed it more than I expected to. Mostly also because of the same storyline that you're excited about. Yeah. Because I, Abby and Kane are not in this episode. So what? in in historically watching this. Episode, I haven't that often (laughs) because that's fair because I don't like the ending, Mm, yes, and there wasn't a lot for me specifically. So, I completely understand. If I was just skipping around and rewatching episodes, this wasn't one of them, (laughs) it was not gonna be one of them. So fair, no, which is the third time I've said that in that sentence, in this (laughs) sentence. Um, but whatever, that's life. Um, so we're gonna do it's a great thing that you can just. If you want to, whoop! Cut it out. (laughs) Bye bye. Um, And it just looks like I was ignoring everything you were saying. Uh You could just like, um. So our sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. (laughs) No, Um, but you just in post, you could be like, oh yeah, instead of uh huh. Every time I try and do that, it always sounds different. So it's like okay, (laughs) uh huh. Well, we're good. (laughs) Me huh. So our storylines for this episode are going to be Jaha and then Clark. Mm -hmm. And then I I decided because usually we like to end with a storyline that that the episode ends with because usually it's like a whole big thing. But the Clark storyline was just too small to put at the end, I felt. So we're going to do Jaha, Clark, Raven, and then Bellamy and Murphy and Finn. Fair enough. Um, And we're going to start with Jaha and I did the notes for that one. So Jaha, you know, in the desert, you know how it is. <laughs> and little Finn Wolfhard shows up, tries to steal the little chest knight and he has like a little sad umbrella and a little sad cart. And um, I honestly think he's like a pretty brave kid to go and like check out and <laughs> loot this presumably right. dead body. Respect, I guess. And then Jaha says, beat it, kid. This is my toy. <laughs> I I like that in a hundred years of fashion evolution, both in space and on the ground, pockets are still in the same spot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And everybody knows. I don't know. I just so thought that was true. weird when I was re-watching it. I was like, how did he know to... There's gotta be like a little... How did he know was- he'd have yeah. a pocket there? <laughs> Something in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough, IMDb said that this was Finn's very first on-screen role, which is wow. really crazy to me. Yeah. And so I went and checked and it- he had only done a short film and some music videos before this. I would say that he is arguably the most famous person to ever be on this show, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Right? Like, I th- he's definitely more famous than Ian. Yeah. I would. I would say you're right who I would say is maybe the secondary most famous other than like and also Isaiah Washington was on Grey's so he's kind of famous too but yeah I guess Isaiah's up there but like in terms of like Finn is more famous than both of them I think yeah I'm trying to (laughs) think like I'm like was there any like notable guest star at any point on this show no I think I think Finn is probably the most famous person that's ever been on the 100 I cannot recall and good for him and good for him and this was actually only two years before stranger things as well which is really cool and i just want to say by the way listen to our stranger things podcast this episode is basically a star is born (laughs) it has nothing to do (laughs) this episode is brought to you by our stranger things podcast (laughs) Finn, be like in the shallow. Like it has nothing to do with the plot, but a star was born. Star was born. Yeah. Da, na, 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 na. Right? Is that the song from Hercules, I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 No, you're right, Right. Okay. So Jaha gets taken to Zorin and Sienna's hut and the dad, I can't I don't think he has a name. I don't think he gets a name, no. Zorin gives him water. Talks to him in Trig, and Jaha thinks he's gonna attack him with a knife. But then he doesn't. asks his name. His name's Zoran, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm Thelonious," which is the hardest ever <laughs> word for this kid who you don't even think speaks English. Um, and he just absolutely butchers it. So he's like, "I guess I'll call you Thilo," and he gives gets like zero opportunities to do so. <laughs> yeah it's literally only then huh yeah like that one time okay so sienna and the dad are come in and they're like not into him being here and i'm like you're telling me this kid moved this giant man all by himself to this bed with his dinky little cart i'm like did jaha pass out completely i don't know he's like just waking up i think in the beginning of that i wonder or the, the beginning of that scene i wonder if they like hobbled back together maybe or not but yeah that would make sense but yeah he would definitely need like help <laughs> or a, a tool yeah with this car yeah jaha's like wow you brought me all the way back to your hut to kill me with this knife and he's like the kid's like obviously like moving very slowly and like yeah <laughs> it was he did a very good job and um so his parents are like dude you can't just bring home this stray raccoon like <laughs> we can't be doing <laughs> this and he's like no no i won't hurt you i'm hurt myself so please let me stay yeah um then he i guess passes out again so he He wakes up again later and he's like, word, I thought I wasn't allowed to stay. And she was like, my husband said we should let you. So this is going to be important for later. And then she lied. Right. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, you speak English. Is this the Eastern United States? And she's like, what in the hell is that? I noted at this point, I was like, there is no way that after just 100 years. They would fully have Mm -hmm. forgotten where they were. Yeah, that's fair. Like, which is my catchphrase this episode, it would need to be I just feel like it would need to be a lot longer of a time for Mm -hmm. society to be the way that they pretend it is in this episode. Mm. Or I mean, honestly, in this series. And then I also noted because of that, and a scene that's coming up but actually I can get into it in the scene that's coming up okay if you want to whatever you want I just I just feel like they would like I feel like more knowledge would exist but then I I also don't know how long since the world ending event in the Hunger Games we got to the Hunger Games you know what I mean yeah I don't I just don't know how long it takes for society to completely fall apart to break down like that yeah yeah I guess like you know, and even if he was like, is this the Eastern United United States? Even if she like knew what that was, I'd be like, I'd be like, what are you a time traveler? (laughs) That's not what it's called. This is the dead zone, you idiot. (laughs) She's like, it's on the way to this on the way to the city of light. This is the first mention of the city of light on the show. We have I think we all had so many theories about what the city of light was going to be. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, we really thought it was a real city, which I think is fair. Like watching the show when we found out what the twist was, I was like, oh, that's really actually pretty cool. Now I'm sad it wasn't a city because I think, yeah, it would have been cool. I think they went in too many directions, starting with making the City of Light not an actual city. And that's where we really Mm -hmm. just started to only have like one wheel on the track and then it went Mm -hmm. off the rails After that. Yeah, we we were already a sci-fi, but like we we were mostly a dystopian at that point. And then it's like we lost the dystopian and got more into the sci-fi in season three, I think. And like... I mean, we were both, but... I just... It tried to be seven different shows and it shouldn't be. Yeah, every season. (laughs) Anyway. I did also want to say like, didn't we have... Haven't we literally said already this season that only warriors speak English? Yes. That was this season. But okay, you guys, it's only episode four and we're already going against it. So she basically, she gives him a bug to eat and he eats the bug and he goes, uh, is the city of light your home? And she's like, uh, yeah, eventually. I mean, maybe Zorin comes in and he's showing, mm-hmm. maybe they were warriors before they had a baby, but Zorin, like, Yeah. I mean, you would teach your son what you know. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I mean, we know that they take it away anyway. Yeah. So then Zorin runs in and he shows his like face mutation because he's a little Frickdreina and we don't know that word yet Um, until we meet Amori later, but that's what he is. And Jaha's like, whoa, okay. And Zorin feels sad and bad and runs runs away and sienna's like we're used to people being mean and he's like no i'm sorry i I wasn't trying to be mean i was just surprised jaha don't be (laughs) don't be rude so she says he was born that way from the radiation and she basically explains that like if that happens to a child then they're left to die but she couldn't leave him so they ran away and he's like oh my gosh you chose to leave your people and she's like um yeah he's my son for my kid jaha's like you relate we relate to each other so much on how much we love our sons, except I was worse than you. <laughs> I, um, this is the part where I, I wrote my other note for this, mm-hmm. uh, scene. I just think that the prequel would have been so bad. Because Grounder, uh. society, <laughs> like, pre-Lexa, seems awful. Like, yeah, I know it's great. like- for survival or whatever, but it's also, like, ableist and terrible yeah. and bad, so. We were all blessed with, um, not having the prequel, I think. Yeah. Ultimately. Like, I just, I don't know, I just think about that, that backdoor pilot and how sad all of the episodes would have been. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, and then, and then we would have had to cover it and we would have just been sad. And <laughs> Yeah. I'm good, love, enjoy. <laughs> so later, Jaha is talking to Zorn again and he learns that he does speak English And he's like, not to strangers. And bro, I don't even freaking know you, dude. I don't even know you. And he's like, we're not strangers anymore. And gives him a little chess piece. He says, I taught my son when he was your age. So Sienna asks where he was, or where the son is. And he's like, bro, he died. Yeah, gotta go. I put my people above my son, unlike you. She's like, your people must have been really important. And he's like, my son was important too. And that was my bad. (laughs) That was my bad. (laughs) From the bottom of my heart, my bad. Oops. (laughs) <laughs> so jaha's making a little chessboard to teach Zorin, i assume and um he's got like some sort of little marker mm-hmm. that that you know dystopian marker i don't know what it's made out of but pretty cool Zorin shows jaha that the bad people are coming for him and so he like runs in and he's like dude stop doodling <laughs> <laughs> and get going man get the heck out of here so um he's like he's like no one comes here so like they must have seen you fall from the sky mm-hmm. and jaha's like well if they think i'm here then what are they going to do if i'm not and Zoran's like, we'll take care of ourselves. It's okay. But Jaha decides to go to protect them. And it turns out that Zorin's dad is the one who went and grabbed the people because there's a bounty on Sky people, which Jaha's like, what does that even mean? <laughs> And they were going to get a, they're going to get a horse so that they can get to the City of Light. I have bad news that you can't really get there. I wonder (laughs) if they ever ended up in there, though. I know. I also wrote that down. I was like, I wonder if they ever made it to the City of Light. And then like, yeah. And they were like, this is different than I thought. What happened after? Like, if they didn't die in the City of Light, they did probably die in Prime Fire. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Finn Wolfhard is not alive on this (laughs) Is not one of the, uh, one of the groups. I knew we'd get a spoiler in there somewhere. Nice. That was that was expertly done. Thanks, man. <laughs> so Jaha's like I understand that you have to do what you have to do to survive and good luck. So he goes to the grounders and he just gets knocked out and Zoran's really upset about it. And that's the Jaha storyline. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to me about well, Klanya. Klanya. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm i gonna. All right. Great. So Anya's dragging Clark through the woods and Clark is so tired of walking. She's like, dude, can you just kill me already? And I'm like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> but Anya explains that she needs her alive so she can provide useful intel on the mountain men to the commander who we still don't know yet. Hello. <laughs> Clark, per- uh, uh, then proposes that they work together and then they realize that they're being shot at by the mountain men and as they run Clark just nicks a tranquilizer dart out of a tree. I'm honestly like really surprised that it didn't like dry up by the time she uses it or like go into the tree. She accidentally poked herself right or something like I just wonder where I don't know where she was keeping it I guess. I feel like it had to have been up her sleeve but I would just be worried that if I just put it in my pocket. I feel like it had to have been up her sleeve. Yeah just like raw dog it in her sleeve then she would have definitely poked herself. Like, exactly. Like, how do you not stab yourself if Anya's, like, yanking you along? I don't know. If it's just, like, a syringe, then, like, oh, well. But then, like, but it's something that, like, has something in it that's going to knock you out. Right. Which is why I feel like, I don't know. It is so far past us saying that this, <laughs> this <laughs> show is unrealistic. So, it's fine. <laughs> Not to not to reference another of our podcasts, but it's Riverdale. It's Riverdale. <laughs> so Anya drags Clark both literally and figuratively for not knowing how to be stealthy in the woods, and they come up on a little swamp. And great, Clark's like, "Great, I'm so thirsty!" And then Anya just smacks her in the face with a pile mm. of mud, and uh, she tells her it's because she stinks, and that has to be how the mountain men are tracking them. It's like such muddy, dirty water, though. I'm just like, you wanted to drink that, right? I mean, I guess if you're, I mean, I guess it's better than being thirsty but i don't know like but that's definitely gonna give you diarrhea for sure Diarrhea, yeah <laughs> <laughs> so the duo are still being tracked somehow and anya is just like fine i'm just gonna murder you because this is so annoying it's so funny that like literally like last episode was just like clark and anya running clark and anya running and then now they're running some more yeah and now this episode is like clark and anya are still running and then they have a little tiff and then now she's dead And I'm like, this sure was a lot of running for two full episodes. Exactly. So so Anya's like ready to kill Clark because she thinks it's her fault still. uh, When Clark realizes that they probably have a tracker in one of them because she knows how Mm -hmm. technology works. uh, And Anya wouldn't think of that because why would she? Yeah. And they realize that it's Anya, not Clark, because they considered Anya property. So they want to keep track of Mm -hmm. it. Um, which is gross. Yeah. But it's like super obvious on her arm too. I know. She's like, it'll be a small bump under your skin. It's huge. How did you not notice that? How long ago, how long ago was that put in you? Like, it had to have been that, like, they had to have had a prosthetic on it that was there so that Deacon could, like, could bite it, yeah, bite it and, like, convincingly do that to her arm. But, yeah, boy, is it obvious. Um, and that's not a slight against the makeup department, that's a slight against them probably deciding to do that, like, day of. And, you know, what are you gonna do? I do wanna take take back what I just said which is that like she would have noticed that like once Clark says it would be a small bump I feel like she doesn't I can't remember she might does she like search her skin or does she like just pull it off knowing exactly where it was because I wonder if she's like I've been wondering what that's what that giant bump was oh maybe I feel like she and pulled it off you know what I mean I feel like she pats herself down and finds it Okay, yeah. But I then I then then my my complaint stands. Yeah. So <laughs> it makes sense that she wouldn't have known that it was a tracker though, but oh, I sure. feel like you would notice that giant bump and you'd been like That's sus. <laughs> uh oh, I need to see a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. So Clark is like ready and willing to like remove it medically because she is the daughter of the doctor and mm-hmm. Anya <laughs> just rips it out with her teeth Ugh. because she doesn't have time for all that. Honestly, the like sheer strength to be able to do that is impressive mm-hmm. because I couldn't yep. do it. I couldn't do it. No, me neither. Certainly. I I'm- I couldn't do anything that happens in this show. I would be dead immediately. Yeah. Same. Okay. Uh, so she, she just, She just does that. And then, um, (laughs) later. So that, uh, happens. Yeah. Later, Clark realizes where she is and foils Anya by offering to bandage her arm, which obviously hurts. And then just stabs her with the tranquilizer dart instead. Yeah. Clark's Uh literally like, uno reverse card. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Clark is then dragging Anya to the dropship when she sees the message that Abby left for her. Unfortunately, it has been washed away in the rain, so she knows it was for her, yeah. but she has no idea what the coordinates are. And I don't. Then do you think that she knows who's it, who it's from? Yes, for sure. You think she recognizes her mom's writing? Yeah, I think so. I feel like she wouldn't. Yeah, I, I think so. Because like, okay. doctors usually have pretty distinct handwriting. Mm, sure. And so, like, I feel like she would know even if it wasn't. It's not in pen. So, like, it's it's going to be look slightly different, but I choose yeah. to believe. I could definitely tell if something was written by my dad. Like, my dad, yeah. is, you know, like, I feel like mm-hmm. you know your parents' writing. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, So then, as she's looking at it, Anya starts to wake up because apparently this has either been a very long way or she has a higher tolerance than most people. Mm-hmm. Or it was mostly or, used up in the tree. Exactly. Exactly. And so, Anya wakes up and they start fighting and it's a lot of what it is. And then- audience- Can I tell you, can I tell? Can I make a confession? Yeah, of course. When I was doing my rewatch yesterday, because I like to rewatch the day before, because sometimes I do my notes pretty far in advance just to help uh-huh. them be done. Yeah. And then I'll do a rewatch right before we, we record. Um, When it got to this part, I just went, skip, skip, skip. I was like, I, I know that. what happens. Like, I got nothing to add to this girl fight in the mud, honestly. So <laughs> I, skipped it. I respect you. You know how you watch things on, like, faster speed than than I do yeah. for, like, anything else. When I yeah. watch this back, I play it on 1.5. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, all right, get going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I-, I got the time, but I don't have that much time. <laughs> I watch everything on 1.5. Like, people will be disgusted to know that lately I've just been watching the latest season of The Crown, and I watch it on 1.5. They talk too slow. I'm like, talk faster, you old British people. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, that's art. You can't watch it fast. yeah i know but i want to be able to see as much art as possible so they got to get going i don't got this kind of time (laughs) uh so they fight a lot and clark anya almost kills clark but then clark pokes her in the (laughs) (laughs) armhole not the armhole it sounds weird but that's what happens Um And so she gets the one the hand up on her. Um. Also, I think Clark hits Anya in the head with a skull. And I don't Ew. know the science behind whether or not it would break. Mm. But I feel like in other media, when you when I've seen someone do that, or if I've seen someone do that, I, I just expected it to, to crumble. crumble. Yeah. I feel, like, I feel like if it was older, then it would Probably. be, but it's, it hasn't been that long since- I mean, I guess it was, like, obliterated by a giant fire, so you would think, but who knows. Yeah. I just- I, I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if anyone's done the science on that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I just- I, Watching the fight, I expected it to break. Then Clark finally gets the upper hand. She's winning. She's about to- She's straight up about to kill Anya, because they- they, they both make- Yeah, well, I mean, because Clark says that she doesn't want to kill Anya, and then Anya's like, perfect, because I would like to kill you, so if you're not going to kill me, um, that means I'm going to win. Yeah. Great. And I just, I think it's interesting that they both do hold the knife up, like, ready to do it, and Clark mm-hmm. gets her not to, and then Clark chooses not to. Yeah. Because Clark's about to kill her, and then they see the balloon from the other storyline that I'm about to talk about. <laughs> Next storyline. <laughs> Uh Uh-huh. And Clark knows, hey, that balloon looks familiar. I can go that way now. Bye. It's a familiar balloon. I wonder, because she came from the direction that she sees it in. I wonder if she was, like, so close and goes, like, all the way down here and then has to go back up. (laughs) She's like, I know my way from here. I wonder if anyone ever drew a map. I mean, I guess. Of this. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Because, like, you know how, like, fantasy worlds always have maps? Like, people have done and and yeah Lord of the Rings and stuff I don't know yeah I guess because she, was, she wasn't looking for Camp Jaha, she was looking for the dropship when she was coming. Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. I'm surprised that, like, uh, the timing works out that she doesn't run into anyone, you know? Yeah, <laughs> until this. I'd be interested in, like, the scale of a map of this, because I especially because I know the area. I always loved, yeah, I always loved, like, seeing, I feel like I've definitely seen one that was, mm-hmm. like, Eastern, or, er, like, Eastern United States with Jaha asked for and like you know you have ton dc where washington dc is etc and yeah. i feel like i feel like i've seen one nice um, i don't know if it's like as as zoomed in as like dropship versus camp jaha but Mm -hmm. like yeah so now anya is clark's prisoner again i guess just because she has the knife like and anya's exhausted enough to just yeah i guess go with it uh and so she she and anya both roll up to camp jaha it's dark now uh clark decides to free anya before they approach the gates So that Anya can go and tell the commander that Clark wants to, like, make a truce with their people because they both value the same thing. Anya's like, yeah, sure, I know the commander. She was my second. Or no, she doesn't. She doesn't say she, actually. Oh. Oh, right, because it's a... Yeah. But I'm like, when was she your second? Exactly. As a baby child? Isn't she taken away immediately? Like, what? I mean, they haven't decided on that until next season, but still. Yeah, that's true. She, at I remember at some point them saying that Lexa had been commander, like been made commander at the same age that Maddie was. So like between 12 mm-hmm. and 14. So mm-hmm. it's possible that from like 7 to 14, she was on his second in Tree yeah. Crew. Though, I guess because Anya in season one had like a real tiny little, little second, didn't they? Or didn't she? Yeah, she was, she was young. And then she died. Yeah. Triss, mm-hmm. I think her name. I uh, I found a bunch of maps and I, I sent them to you. Oh, nice. I want to take a look at them right now. Um, sure. I just Googled the hundred US map. <laughs> nice. And uh, just because I figured that you might get some, uh, <laughs> you might get some messages from people uh, after this uh, episode goes up. Yeah. So I just want to say that I found a bunch. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I guess my my main uh, note about that was just like, when the heck was she your second? (laughs) Yeah, like, yeah. And she, I also should note that she doesn't say she here either. So we still don't know that the commander is a woman. You assume the commander is a man because misogyny. Exactly. (laughs) And that works for them. And they relied on it. Because then they get to have the reveal and it's great. Because that's the reveal they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Like right to the society, I guess. hmm Yeah. And then so unfortunately that never happens because Burn's entire guard team is a bunch of idiots who shoot first and ask yep. questions later. Anya dies and Clark is knocked out and dragged into camp. I love my favorite part about this, which there aren't many because I'm mad. <laughs> But like the fact that the guards like show up and they're like, yay, we did it. We did what we were supposed to do, right? And Clark's like, I hate (laughs) you guys so much. Clark's like, you are the biggest idiots I've ever seen. Abby's going to be so pissed because Mm -hmm. Abby's whole thing I mean I guess she just got in trouble last episode or whatever but Abby's whole thing is don't just shoot into the forest it could be one of the kids and then it is and then this time it literally was and her own daughter got shot and knocked out yeah and was gonna be brought into this and of course it's like extra sad because Clark finally gets through to her and this would have like majorly helped with Kane's thing. Yep. And yet, because this show, this is the beginning of this show being like hope snatched. Not today. You know, not today, babe. Ugh. Yep. Well, that's Kalanya. Yep. That's that's the scene. And then right into Raven. Yep. Oh, actually, since we're in the middle, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Patreon. Great. I'm going to look at this map. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look at those maps. Well, I talked to you guys about Patreon, which is a service in which you can donate to some of your favorite creators. We have a Patreon. It's called patreon.com slash the And there are a lot of cool things that you can get if you sign up for it. It's a monthly donation of $1 or more. If you sign up for $1, you get early access to every single podcast. This one comes out a whole week in advance. A lot of people think that that's quite worth it. $2 is access to our our Discord server, plus early access. $5 is 10% off at three different small businesses. Mine, uh, Brittany, and our friend Casey, who is uh, on a Lost podcast. So all of those plus everything underneath, and then the $10 level gets you to our Patreon-only podcast, which I'm a huge fan of, and I have a great, great time recording every two weeks. So check out our Patreon. That would be really helpful. If not, just check out the small businesses. Um, they are in the description at any given time, and uh, if not, just recommend us to a friend. That is free, and it's also still really, really helpful, and we really appreciate it. Thanks. This um map with the yellow is very good. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I have never seen that one before. Me either. You guys, if you want to check out these maps, I just googled the 100 US map and you should be able to find something. I can also, if you are a Discord member, drop it in the Discord link. Oh, we'll post it in there. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this one might have been fan made. Yeah, I think so for sure. If I had to guess. I think the... So like this one, it's called it got the covering ground at the top. Um, yeah. I like that one a lot because it. I didn't know... I think the Becca's Lighthouse and the Dead Zone locations were real places, too. And like, so I like all the little explanations on that one. And then. Yeah, it says the Dead Zone is the Long Island solar farm. Yeah. Weird. And that they believed Becca's house to be at Yale University. Oh, that is cool. Yeah. And that there's a real lighthouse that works. Was Mount Weather a real place? Yes. Huh, I just learned today. It's not presumably a bunker, I don't think, but like it's a, mm-hmm. it's easy to assume that there's a secret bunker for secret government people there. I think that's fair. I would say that uh, I would, I would agree with that. Yeah. And then this other map is pretty good because it sort of breaks down like how close the little landmarks are from each other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Because like the like Washington DC, yeah, there's the, the Lincoln Monument is over by where you know, Octavia just saw that. Mm-hmm. But there's also the Washington Monument. When do we see the washington monument it's it's just on this list that's why i wonder or that's it's on the map wait where uh like where it says the hundred map number one and you can see the lincoln monument and it also has the washington monument right by the zoo oh i see sorry the um this one's not high like pixels on my phone so i didn't see the the tiny tiny uh monument um i don't know if we actually ever see it in the show but i think i think think it I need to, I need to check now actually. Um I'm pretty okay. sure that, sorry. I'm pretty sure that it's in um that episode that Bell Arc shippers love from season 1, Day Trip. I'm pretty sure that it's in Day Trip. Okay. But uh-huh. I need to check because I now I have to know. Okay. Um, that's- but I can do that in the background while we keep talking. But if we didn't see it in that episode, then I'm pretty sure it's shown at the beginning of an episode so it might um cuz Each of the theme songs, remember, it would end with like one specific locale that was like important to the episode. Um, And I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure for that one, even if we don't see it in the episode, I'm pretty sure we see it at that shot. For Mm -hmm. some reason, but I'm going to go check. I like how, um, like, it still says that Polis is Annapolis and like on all of these, Mm -hmm. basically, but like, it's technically the Polaris thing. Yeah. But everyone still puts it at Annapolis. Which things can be true. They could be like, wow, what a coincidence that both of these things say Polis. Let's name our city that. I honestly think that the show named it Polis because of Annapolis and then wrote the Becca storyline into it. I completely agree. Feels like a, feels like a piggyback. Yeah. For some reason, I keep skipping over the opening. Did they not have a theme song in season two? They didn't in season one. Remember we just talked or yeah, yeah. Remember like two episodes ago, they were like, this is the first time we saw a theme song so if you remember that yeah no you're absolutely right uh now i'm like okay so it can't have been the opening for that and we were like wow did they was there just nothing and we were like i guess so so now you've confirmed there's just nothing i am looking at the clark and bellamy scene real quick though because i think Mm -hmm. that there. You can see it here. I don't know if it's the Washington Monument, but I know you can see something that I recognize. Mm. Well, the Statue of Liberty is also on th- some of these maps, and I don't remember ever seeing that. I think that's also a um, a byproduct of the opening credits, because... Of the opening credits? Got it. You see the Statue of Liberty in sand. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right, right. Brooklyn Bridge and Manhattan Bridge are both on. Them. And the um, the Ferris Wheel are on this map, too. Nice. Okay, so I'm not sure if it's actually meant to be anything specific, but there is a buil- a building when they come up over the ridge that has, like, the columns that you see a lot in, like, in Washington, D.C., like, with, with that architecture. Uh-huh. But there's also a water tower there, so I'm like, I don't know Ooh. where that is, actually. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, but I'm pretty sure I don't know which episode it is now because I was clearly incorrect. But there is an episode where they show the National Mall. And it's like the whole mall. Mm. You can see the Washington Monument in that piece. Because I remember because I was doing a rewatch at one point, And I saw that frame for like probably the first time because you know everyone half watches things these days but Mm -hmm. and I was like I was just like whoa I need to look at this (laughs) because I've lived there I feel like that was always my favorite thing about this show Mm -hmm. was like getting to like put together the pieces of what used to be that's what I love about this more than like like I love Hunger Games but like you can't really like figure out like it's so far gone from what we know that like you can't even Mm -hmm. tell where things are basically and stuff so that's what I always loved about this show was that you were able to like sort of put together those pieces. It was always really fun. Mm-hmm. I love that part. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's that. All right. So at camp, Sinclair announces that the camp have officially has a functioning electrical fence. And then he goes, <laughs> I'm like, so when is that? When does that come back? I guess that's the, all that keeps, I mean, that and the guns. Is all that keeps Lex's army from just straight up going in there at the end of this season because it's a very deliberate thing when they cross in and out of the line of the camp at, in the, not the end of the season, but 208. Yeah. Do you recall Monty and Jasper just sort of like sneaking out of the fence at some point in season three though? Yes, they absolutely do. I feel like, hmm. And it wasn't electrified. Like how long? Electrified at that point, I don't think. Yeah. It, no, it wasn't because it's like he just moves a piece of metal back and forth. Maybe, maybe it's something that Abby did away with while they were trying to like peace talks and stuff. I don't know. All right. So anyway, they have an electric fence now. He goes to find Raven and she's in the med tent and she's like beating the crap out of her leg because she resents that it doesn't work now. But Sinclair is like, Hey, you've been cleared from, for work. Go, Let's go do some work. And she's just really grateful to him that he's not treating her any differently than he would if she hadn't lost her leg, uh, which is it's a nice they say a lot without using too many words in that scene. And I like that. So you guys, we just lost our audio for a second. Um, We had a whole conversation about Wick, so we will now be recreating it for you now. Basically, we talked about how, wow, it's Wick. And then Sam said, it's our first time seeing Wick. And then I said, I thought the same thing. But (laughs) shout out, turns out that he was in uh, at the end of season one. And then Sam said, oh, yeah, I just forget because he's never seen talking to Kane ever again. Right. Like we only ever see him with Raven from here on out. And I'm like... Mm-hmm. We see them, we see them interact when they're like tied up in the finale, but like mm-hmm. because of the gap between these episodes and because it's a completely different environment and person and situation, it feels like a different character just yeah. in retrospect. Like at the time it was totally easy to follow. Yeah. But now I'm like. Looking back, it's weird. <laughs> what? Anyway. So then we, t- so then we talked about how um the actor is trash garbage and we're sad mm-hmm. about that. Because we really like Wick as a character. And it would have been nice to keep him because we thought he had a lot of shit potential and a lot of chemistry with Raven. So, like, it would have been nice if the actor wasn't racist. Yeah. So, like, I'm glad that they got rid of that person. But it right it doesn't, it's it sucks for the story that they had to get rid of. The actor because the character was great yeah and then we talked about how awesome raven was in season three and season four she had lots of things to do by herself even without a love interest but then after that she sort of fell off the boat and it was sort of like she was kind of entrenched in needing a love interest for the rest of the Mm -hmm. the thing and you know she had like a couple sciencey things to do sometimes and then we said that it was nice because he made her a leg brace and it was like clearly on his like own time that he did that within the time of like her getting the surgery and now Mm -hmm. that like clearly and clearly they have like a shared history and they know each other Mm -hmm. so there's just a lot of potential there yeah did I miss anything No, I think you got it all. Basically, uh, they need to work together to counteract the mountain effect, but they uh, are still at the bickering point of their friendship. Oh, right. And then I asked if she was still technically dating Finn or if she broke up with him last season. And we can't remember. I feel like I remember her being like, you love Clark more than me or like something like that. Yeah. She was like lying down or something, I think. It's the episode where they all get sick. And at the end, Mm. Raven gets put in the hammock because she may... I, I can't remember if that's also the episode where she gets shot, yeah, I remember her being sick, yeah. But she's she's down for the count by the end of that episode. And she mm-hmm. breaks up with him because he didn't hesitate with Clark and he hesitated with her. Gotcha, yeah. Okay, so she's a free agent to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> with Wick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is more that we can say about Finn, single when he started dating Clark. Exactly. Yep. So Wick later is just shooting down all of the ideas Raven has and he just like continues to suggest that she use the brace and she still says no and she like we know he's being well-meaning but if Mm -hmm. like out of context I feel like if you were bugging me this much I would have red flags at this point. Yeah I think that's I think that's valid. I feel like if it was me it's like I like you said we know that he's well-meaning but I'd be like Do Mm -hmm. my crutches annoy you? Why do you care that much? You know? Yeah. Yeah. What are you so, what are you so, like, what's bothering you so much about what I'm doing? Like, it's truly none of your business. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, he, we know that he's trying to be nice, but Raven is struggling to accept it. And so she decides to muscle her way up the radio tower, but she just doesn't have the upper body strength at this point to do it. Mm -hmm. And she's really upset about it. And Wick is like, let's come up with more ideas. And she's like, for the love of God, leave me alone. And I'm like- Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Later, Wick tells Raven that she's on the project because he asked for her, because he knows that she's one of the smartest people that they have, whether it's in the sky or in the ground, in the ground, Mm -hmm. on the ground. (laughs) And he tells her that it does suck that she can't use her leg, but he knows that she'll find a way around it, especially if she accepts help from her friends. And he goes back to sit down and she just clips the brace on that he made for her. It is a lot easier for her to move around now, but... She still um, decides to like restore their little witty banter by Mm -hmm. roasting him for how terrible his janky design is and just roasting him for not making a better one, which he accepts as a sign of affection. And she means it that way. Oh, and then and then they make a cringy noble gases joke, which is where where our uh, fun fact came from. (laughs) Then they make a cringy joke because he has sucked up more helium and she realizes that that's how to get the radio in the air. But that's smart. Yeah, it's a great idea. However, it doesn't go as planned because they get it up there <laughs> and it immediately gets shot down. But it was long enough for Clark to see it. And that's what matters. Exactly. Raven's like, I have a feeling we got this beacon up at the exact perfect timing and it's being shot <laughs> down. This was convenient. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. Um, And so that's it. That's the... Yeah. So, like, I I feel like it sucks because Sinclair, like, comes up and is like, guys, good job. And it, like, was a good idea and yeah. everything. And then Major Byrne comes in, like, is so patronizing about it. She's like, are you guys all stupid? And we're like, um, we're all smarter than you. They're all so much smarter than her. Just so you know. But, like, she also does have a point that from her perspective and logically... Like, for survival's sake, it is a, like, declaration of where they are to everyone in the surrounding area. And, like, we obviously see that because Clark sees it and because that's how she finds her way home. That Byrne is right about that. However, they were- they're also just so much smarter than her. And- but it shows you how you need both sides of- that coin to actually survive yeah and wick's right too he's just like um i think they know where we are i think that probably we have yeah. a lot of space and make a lot of noise like i really i don't think we need to be worried about them like uh, like we're not being stealthy yeah i you know we, he's the exact line is actually i could use this as a favorite line if we mm-hmm. want to because it, it is pretty funny is we fell from the sky in a football stadium they know yeah. where we are and i like mm-hmm. i just like that he knows what football is <laughs> yeah and a stadium. Yeah, I like the I like the way they phrased that and But yeah, it, I don't know, it just sucks to have watched all their hard work go to immediately to waste. Which is literally exactly what's happening in the Clark and Anya storyline where all Clark's hard work goes to waste because major burn is like kill literally any grounder you see. Mm-hmm. Boo. So I feel like it's one of the earliest points at which they set up a lot of cool things in an episode. And by the end, they're all like you said earlier, it is one of the first episodes where they're like, here you go. No, you're not. Yeah. And I they do that a lot, especially in season four. And it really bothered me. And the I feel like here it was okay and like it was because it's here and then they use it again with Finn the sort of and also sorry they unexpectedly kill a major character at the end of an episode yeah and because it becomes such a pattern it gets hard to watch because it sucks after the first time the first time it's Impressive. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I hate- No, that's fair. The- yeah. And they're like, you know, it's like, we are losing hope in the Jaha storyline. We lose hope at the end in the Clark storyline. We lose hope at the end of this storyline. It's like, it feels like this last storyline is the only one that, that has hope in it, that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just like then- the like wasted opportunities like it's it just feels yeah. like wasted even and even then with like Finn and Murphy going off it's like we know how badly that ends too so like exactly speaking of so Bellamy yeah. Finn Murphy Sterling and Monroe um are all chilling walking heading out <laughs> making their way downtown. Yeah, making their way downtown, and Murphy's like, it's all grounder territory, so I'm not sure what I'm supposed to be looking out for. Um, right. Also, like, that guy might have been lying, and I'm tired. So Finn wants <laughs> to keep going, and Bellamy's like, no, no, let Murphy have a little break. Aw, adorable. Honestly, really nice of him. Every single time something happened, I was like, great, oh, perfect, my Murphy moment. And then I was like, kept being more and more and more. It was amazing. I have a feeling I know which one will be the Murphy moment. Okay. But I want to, I want to I wanna see- Oh, it pans out. Okay. So Finn's like, we don't have time. They could outlive their usefulness at any time. And, you know, Finn's like, I didn't want to have to kill him, but I had to. And Bellamy's like, okay, dude, but like, you're not you when you're hungry. And like, you really need a Snickers right now. It's like, it's <laughs> bad. This is the worst, worst I've seen. And he says, we don't need another loose cannon. Um, because I already have Murphy. <laughs> and honestly, it's it's funny how quickly Finn and Murphy just swap being the problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just Finn is so unhinged this episode and I do not like him. And I specifically also wrote down in my notes. This is the note as I wrote it. Finn is such a bitch. This is the first <laughs> time I ever remember liking Bellamy. <laughs> it <laughs> I is- feels like Bellamy is like you know what, Murphy, you're cute when you're not my worst nightmare. Exactly. I wrote down, this is the first time that I liked Bellamy. I actively remember watching the first season and being like, I'm supposed to like this one. And everyone was like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I I just- Try? I don't know. (laughs) I just didn't. And I, watching this episode back, I remember in my live tweet of the first few seasons, I was like, oh my God, it happened. (laughs) It happened. I liked Bellamy. I liked Bellamy. (laughs) Yeah, so yeah, and you may continue. Thanks. Um, So so they find the bodies from factory station, and you hear, like, the little sound effect of, like, flies buzzing, and I'm like, I've watched enough TV to know that that means there's a bunch of dead bodies around here. Uh Uh-huh. So... The whole, I think it's, yeah, factory station just fully um, crashed into a cliff. Finn says, hey, guys, we should all just move on since all of them are dead. Mm -hmm. Um, But then Bellamy and Sterling hear somebody and they're like, oh, my God, it's Mel. She's stuck on a cliff. And Murphy says something like, oh, do you know her? And (laughs) Sterling says, and I quote, shut up, Murphy. She's my friend. (laughs) Like, that's what I asked. Murphy's like, I just asked a question? I he's like, okay then. I mean, all I was asking was if you knew her. And he's like, shut up, Murphy. And he's like, um, okay. There's like multiple times when everyone's like, shut up, Murphy, and Murphy's like, I okay, I'm I... <laughs> sure. Everyone's so mean to me. <gasps> so Finn's like, no, we're not doing that. And Bellamy's like, uh, well, what like we can help her like we have rope and he's like well she's too weak she wouldn't be able to hold it so we'd have to lower someone and we don't have that time and Bellamy's like okay I mean I agree I guess we'll just have to come back for her um but Sterling is already heading down there to get her and Murphy's yeah. like great I got my break that's what I wanted fabulous <laughs> Honestly, I respect Murphy for just like going with the flow here and I just, Finn's insistence that they just keep going is like the number one sign that he is a psycho from here on out. Like Mm -hmm. the way that he is just so insistent and then- Bellamy's like I don't know it's like we knew that it was a turning point for him to kill the guy in the previous episode but Uh at this point he's become irredeemable right and they're just like oh he went I guess that's why they call it going off the deep end yeah (laughs) so Sterling's already heading down there and Murphy's like wow he really takes your speeches to heart look at how brave (laughs) he is and Bellamy's like shut up (laughs) <laughs> He's like, I'm just talking, man. Honestly, Sterling should have said something because he does. For sure. Also, it's the flimsiest knot of all time. It's- I'm like, you're telling me that everyone was just looking over there and no one, like, decided to grab the rope to, like, maybe just have, like, a little bit of extra insurance? No one? Sterling, Sterling did not pass our skills. No, absolutely <laughs> not. So, yeah, a rock falls beneath her and, like, and also, like, he put the knot on a tree stump. Like, that could have flown off the top of the... It's... And it does, doesn't it? Of the stump. Like, no, it just... The the rope just breaks. Mm. You'd think, but so... Anyway, Sterling almost gets her, but then he falls to his death because the rope broke. And, like, Mm -hmm. now straight up he's dead now. Like, one of the hundred, a person we've had since the beginning, is just dead because nobody else decided to grab the rope. They just kill people left and right. It's just like, okay, we get it. We get it. And I just know that Mel has got that mad survivor's guilt. Oh, for sure. Like, that, first of all, being the only person out of all of Factory Station, or at least who was in Factory Station, to live. And Mm -hmm. then also, like, Sterling came down there to save you, and then died? Like, ugh. We never yeah. see her again, I don't think, but I just know that she's uh, dealing with something. Yeah. So Bellamy's like, now I have to save her so that he didn't die for nothing. Mm-hmm. And Vil Bill- <sighs> Finn's just and like, like, ugh, like eye roll. We don't have any more rope. Uh let's not. Bellamy was already like on the fence anyway, too. So it's it's nice to see him make that decision. Switch. Yeah. And like the, you know, Finn's like, now that Sterling's not here, we can all just leave because he was the only one who cared about this random girl. <laughs> like, Finn, this is a real bad look, man. It's a mm-hmm. real bad look. So Bellamy's like, no, we're gonna make some new rope. And Finn's like, what if our friends die while we're doing this? And Bellamy's like, we don't even know if they're alive, but at least we can save this one girl. Exactly. And Monroe's like, we need to do it for Sterling. Murphy will do it too. Good guy Murphy feet Mm -hmm. and i just wanted to say hey richard you mad handsome my guy (laughs) just shout out so bellamy wants them to make some new rope with wires seatbelts etc and finn's like okay and like they they do have the supplies around because of the crash specifically so Mm -hmm. i I like that they were able to use the wreckage of such a horrible horrible event to save someone from it i like that kind of poetry so they start lowering bellamy down with this rope made of seatbelts Mm-hmm. bellamy gets to her but she won't let go of the trees but then he's able to get her and they want him to pull up and murphy promises not to drop bellamy like it's so cute by name this is so romance like what is going on here and it's it's so casual and flirty too like he is hundred percent flirty yeah hundred percent listen i know that you have a guess for what my favorite murphy moment is but like I'm about to talk about it, so I want to hear what your what your guess is. Okay, my guess is the um the moment that Bellamy comes over the hill and sees that Murphy's hands are sh- like shredded from holding the seatbelts. That's a great one. I would say that mine is like just adjacent. Mm-hmm. to that which is the fact that Murphy is like I we cannot bring both of you up just drop the girl like he's not like just drop them both we can't do it he's literally like drop the girl we have we but we are going to save Bella. yeah that's a good one that's a good one oh wow yeah I just so the, the seatbelts break Mm -hmm. oh let's let's go ahead and yeah sure so like the seatbelts break but murphy like personally holds both ends together so that he can say this scene shaped me as a person honestly like i love this scene honestly the way that they shoot it is even like it's it's the same it's visually a crucifix so he's basically like ooh, you know like damn i don't know i yeah and yeah it's a very impressive murphy moment like one of his best yeah like where's the fan edits of just this scene (laughs) I would like to see them so when we went to the very first unity days Mm -hmm. me and my mom had a photo op with Bob and Rick oh it's so good and we recreated this scene and we took that picture immediately after I had seen them for the first time on stage and started crying um so I immediately had to go and like talk to them and I was like but now like after four years I'm like hey Rick like if I saw him on the street I'd be like Rick what up man (laughs) I just love that I love this scene so much I have such good memories honestly and that photo op is one of the best that like came out of that era i think thank you so much i know i'm really proud of it i think it's really good it was really smart um i will post i'll post that in the discord you guys so now obviously anyone everyone's like oh uh -oh." um (laughs) bellamy's like hey everyone uh everything good and the grounders start firing arrows at them. And I'm like, man, when it rains, it pours. It really does. When it rains, it pours. So when Roe gets off and she goes and, like, starts shooting into the trees and she gets hit in the thigh with an arrow. On IMDb, they pointed out this, like, there was a couple of, um, like, bloopers that IMDb had oh. on there. So on IMDb, it said, grounders have shown pinpoint accuracy when they ambush, killing or severely wounding a character with single attacks. However, when Bellamy's group is trying to save the girl from the cliff, the grounders conveniently miss most of their ranged attacks. I have a, I have a suspicion. Tell me. These people are not as good because Clark killed 300 of the best warriors already. So maybe it's because this is second string. Which is why Nyla's dad had to go be part of the thing. Exactly. In season three. Mm -hmm. so Murphy says get rid of Mel like obviously we have to save Bellamy like he you know not just like oh well give up bye Bellamy and Mel but he's like no we're saving Bellamy I don't care about this random girl yeah and he's like Bellamy just drop her and Bellamy's like no he's like I'm the one who has to like look her in the face right now exactly I'm not gonna just be like sorry and drop her yeah so then the horn is heard and they're like damn it now acid fog I wanted to give a shout out to Monroe for literally being like majorly injured and like going back to the rope and pulling anyway honestly truly great work like next to next to anya she's probably like the hardest person that's yeah in the episode in this episode i'm like i'd say she's harder than clark at this point like clark's still a little soft Which, like, (laughs) R.I.P. We missed that about her. Yeah. (laughs) So they are able to get both of them up. And Mel, like, lands romantically on Finn for some reason. I don't really know why. Yeah, it was really weird. But it's it's odd because they- It's really weird? It's odd because they shoot that romantically. And then they immediately do Murphy and Bellamy. And I'm like- Wow, and I'm not supposed to think they're gay. Catch me going back and rewatching this scene, you guys. As soon as we're done recording, I'm going back and I'm (laughs) rewatching that again. They come like it's close ups on both their faces, and like a real slow mo close up on like Murphy's hands, and Bellamy sees. Oh yeah, what Murphy did to save his life, and Murphy is. A Murphy who is notoriously not going to save anyone's life but his own? It's romantic. Wow. You guys, I just wanted to say that the entire time that I spent in season three not having a Robin's Murphy Me moment was leading up to this episode. Um, <laughs> there's just there's so many Murphy Me moments to be had and I'm so grateful. And um it's not just a crumb, it's a whole piece of toast, uh, this episode and I just wanna say thanks. I appreciate it so much. <laughs> I was just not expecting toast. Um, so thank you. <laughs> <It's> crumb. <laughs> So Octavia shows up and she says, "'Twas I who blew the horn." And the Blakes have their little uh, little reunion. It's really nice. Yeah. So later, Octavia is helping Monroe. Um, Bellamy's helping Mel. And Monroe's like, hey, I'm so glad you came and you did. And Murphy comes up to Octavia and is like, hey, what happened to your boyfriend? And Octavia's like, um, he's gone. And Murphy's <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> just Yikes. walks away like everyone's mad at me for just asking a question. Yeah. Oh, I also realized maybe I had it and then I lost it. I'm so sorry. Oh, I realized why Uh, they may have shot the, like, it It reads romantic to us, but I think the intention behind the Mel falling on uh, Finn thing, thing yeah. was supposed to be that he had to come face to face with the person that he was being like, no, we, we right. have to just kill her. We have to just let her go. And then he's like, she falls into his arms. Looks straight in her face. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, but why was it so, like, but she like has a hand on his But why did they shoot it like that? Yeah. Chest and everything. I'm just like, uh Like, they could have so easily, with, like, the exact same amount of time, had mm-hmm. her, like, fall beside him and then give him, like, a mean look. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, exactly. I completely agree. Yeah. So, yeah, Murphy asks about Lincoln and Octavia's like, he's gone, Murphy! And Murphy's like, okay. Jeez, All my right. bad. <laughs> Okay. Um, so Bellamy's like, hey, Octavia, sorry that that happened. And, you know, he goes over to Finn. He says, Octavia says the arrow might be poison, so we have to go back. And Finn's like, that's fine. Um, and Murphy's like, I'm going with him. <laughs> I'm going. And he says, parting is such sweet sorrow. I'm like, what is this? It's like literal poetry. You're, you're, you're reciting poetry to him? What are you doing? I, I gotta, I gotta look up. So then Bellamy's like... <laughs> and he's like, where are you going? I want you to come be with me. Murphy says, they're just going to lock me up again. And so he gives Murphy a gun. And it's like such a beautiful moment where they like make eye contact. I've already made the gift for this. <laughs> I've already went and made the gift for this. And then here is like where they're supposed to kiss goodbye, right? Like clearly. Parting, par- I just, I had to look it up because I yes, could not please. remember. Yes. Parting is such sweet sorrow is from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that's so, Shakespeare, man. Between Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. So... If they didn't want me to think they were gay, why did you do this? (laughs) Yeah, they're like, haha, Murphy making a joke. No, no, he's in love with Bellamy, you moron. Referencing one of the, like, world's renowned most Mm -hmm. romantic plays of- Okay, sure. Wow. So Bellamy's like, watch Finn's back. And it's like, the growth already. Like, literally, he tried to murder him in- a 201, mm-hmm. I think. And it's 204, and he's like, Here you go, Murphy, because you helped save me. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll kiss you on the mouth. And here's <laughs> gun, you know? Exactly, and then you know Bellamy and Octavia go and take Mel and Monroe back to yep wherever. Good thing they don't get shot at. Aha! Uh-huh, I guess Bellamy's gonna <laughs> yeah. Bellamy comes back with his tail between his legs, like I'm sorry, I broke the wolves. <laughs> Please let me come in. So now we're gonna be going into segments. The first segment is our post-apocalyptic sass watch, or our favorite line award. Mine goes to Murphy and Bellamy for parting, such sweet sorrow. Right? Where the hell do you think you're going? excuse me just know that the gift that i made for this also includes the meaningful looks that are in the scene (laughs) as it should robin Mm -hmm. and um mine is for wick and it's we fell from space in a football stadium i think they already know we're here it just feels like such a sky people thing to like reference pop culture and sports yeah Mm -hmm. so yeah I don't know. I Robin. liked it. And uh, my segment is what is Sam shipping the most? Robin, congratulations. It is 100% Murphamy. Because it's so romance. They're both so baby girl in this <laughs> they episode. They <really> <laughs> Both of them? No, exactly. You're right. It's romance. Yeah. So, uh, Robin's more for me moment is, I have multiple ones. I have the, I promise not to drop you. And then the, I won't leave you, but get rid of Mel. And then like the giving him of, a, of the gun. It's like, uh-huh. hello. And there was more than that too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm, I'm paring it down here. So <laughs> I'm very impressed. Rick and Bob. Keep up the great work. (laughs) I know I bring this up every single time I'm talking about Murphy Me, but, like, do you guys remember in season six when they were just sitting at that bar together giggling at each (laughs) other? Like, what the heck was that? Like, playing footsie? Like, what? And you're telling me that it wasn't real? I don't believe you. Exactly. And then, like, when Bellamy died and Murphy, like, cried, too. (laughs) It's good stuff. We sort of slid past Octavia showing up, but I did want to say, Mm -hmm. seeing her, like, when rewatching this episode, I was like, there's my character. There's the one character that I was satisfied with. And I didn't ever expect to feel that way about Octavia, but I do. Mm. It is always nice to see the Blakes reunite when they love each other, because there are so many times when they reunite and they Mm -hmm. do not love each other, (laughs) you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Or at least, or at least there's a one-sided thing going on there. Exactly. I don't know. I just, it was nice to be excited to see a character and not sad about where they end up too. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I had a great time. (laughs) Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. I also had a great time. (laughs) Um, if you would like to, you could review us wherever you're, uh, you're listening. If that's even possible, if not, just, uh, tell a friend your review. That'd be great. And I also, I had a great time. (laughs) Thank you to uh, Brittany and Emily for literally sitting out there in the living room and uh, being the best. Thanks, y'all. And thanks to Daly. He slept the whole time, but in various parts of my room. Honestly, shout out, King. Yeah. True. <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of Riverdale, we like to talk about that show, too. Um, we have done all six seasons. Uh, you don't have to watch Riverdale to listen to it. Most people don't. Um, <laughs> we watch it so that you don't have to. Um, and the final season comes out this year. Um, and as I said... Uh, if not last episode or the episode before, this podcast will be going on hiatus when uh, when that comes back. Just um, for my sanity. And, you understand. Thank you. and I respect you, Robin. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> uh, if you're a fan of Stranger Things, we'd like to talk about that show too. It's my personal favorite uh, pod to talk on. We have done seasons one through three, and we have uh, reaction episodes to the two volumes of season two that came out last year. Season four. Yes. Season four, and we will be talking about that this year. Uh, if you're a fan of Lost, we'd like to talk about that show too. We are, I listen, I'm already three episodes into recording the Lost podcast for season four, Um, but the first episode of season four will be coming out very soon for you guys. And I'm very excited about it. Uh, it is uh, spoiler free until the spoiler section at the end. If you want to watch along for the first time, I would be honored. Um, And we also have guests over there. They're our longest podcasts. When I tell you, they take forever to, <laughs> <laughs> to edit, which is why, Uh, which is why I'm recording them so far in advance but that podcast is my pride and joy and it would mean so much to me if you checked it out um Sam will be on it very soon again yay I'm excited to talk about it because it's gonna be um it is one of the best episodes of television. Period. Yeah. Uh you can follow the aficionados on Twitter, Tumblr and Instagram. Uh our Patreon, like I said earlier, patreon.com slash the afficionados If you like what we do here, please consider donating. Um it is um expensive to run this sort of thing. Um, not only with money, but also with um the time that I spend doing it. Um and <laughs> we do it because we love it. But we would also really appreciate your help. If you can't help us out on Patreon, check out our small businesses. Brittany has visit Binny Land. I have high birdie embroidery and our good friend Casey who's also an Afficionado at this point. Um has Lost and Found Candle Co. Um And all those links will be in the description um, if we would love for you guys to check those out. And if you can't do that, just recommend us to a friend because that's free and it's still helpful. Love ya. <laughs> you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's I-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Casey's which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. So next episode is episode 205. It's called Human Trials. Um, It's going to be out on February 22nd and on Patreon on February 15th. If you join at literally just the $1 level, $1 a month, and that's all to get that on (laughs) the 15th instead of the 22nd. All of these pending Riverdale coming back, but I assume we'll get a little bit more, um, I assume we'll get a little bit more uh, notice. So you can probably count on 205 coming out then. (laughs) Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.